as you need it, you continue creating processes and then you delegate that process to the right next person. So by the time you hit a million in revenue, you're probably going to have, you know, two, three, four, maybe five employees. If you're a real estate agent or investor uh, to get velocity, you find the things that are creating money. What, what things create revenue and, and make sure that those things don't slow down. What's up, y'all? In this Trevor Truck Talk, I'm going to talk about speed of execution and why it's so important and how to get more velocity going in your business. Uh, it's crazy, crazy important right now, especially given the series of, of podcasts I've been doing here in the Trevor Truck Talks about the economic changes, right? So the real estate market is shifting. The economy is shifting. If you have not listened to those three episodes yet, go and listen to those three episodes. The first one is about the changes and, and things you could and should do in your business to make your business protected, to make your business more safe. Okay, so that, that's the first one is, I always wanna go, how do I protect what's here and then limit my downside, limit my risk? And then the next thing is, how do I capture opportunity? So the, the second episode in that series is, how do you capture opportunity? What opportunities do I see in, the, in this shifting economy? The third one is about opportunity on the marketing side, where I really dive into what's happening with the iBuyers, with the National Association of Realtors lobby in Washington, D.C., with fines getting slapped on Open Door, with marketing data that we're seeing and why Open Door's doubling their, their ad spend and why our smart clients are too. I'll go listen to that episode. So this one here, guys, is going to talk about velocity. So when, when you go through those three episodes and our other truck talks and our other podcasts on here and other trainings, uh, the biggest thing you should be focusing on is how do I get the right things executed quickly? Uh, because speed, you, we've all heard it, right? We've all heard that um, that um, you know money follows speed, right? Money follows speed. Money follows velocity, uh, things like that, which is very true. Uh, you don't have to be perfect in your execution, but we do have to be swift in our execution. And I can tell you, I'll tell you from inside of Carrot here um, in a little bit, in the early, early days when we were like, let's say sub 15 employees, maybe even 20, we executed things really, really fast, really fast. Uh, that was one of the reasons that we won the market, that we transformed the way that people marketed for motivated house sellers and buyers and, and tenants on the internet in the real estate space. Uh, that's the reason more of you are controlling page one and Google rankings than any other system in the world, possibly all of our competitors combined. Uh, that's one of the reasons why more motivated house seller leads and other types of leads are coming through our system through Google searches than any other system in the world where Zillow owns retail seller, retail buyer searches in Google, right? Like um, Homes for Sale, Roseburg, Oregon. Zillow owns those, zillowandrealtor.com. And Carrot clients own motivated house seller searches. Sell my house fast, insert your location. We buy houses, cash home buyers. Those types of phrases our clients own. That happened because of speed of execution. And, and I'm going to walk through a few principles, guys, on, on speed of execution. And I'm going to walk through some of the challenges that I'm having right now on this. And this is why it's top of mind for me because we're working on it right now. When you, as you grow your company and as there's more layers between you as a CEO and then, and then your team, uh, execution can slow. And so we have to then change some things, adjust some things to be able to get velocity and execution back up. And that's some of the things I'm doing right now at Carrot. Uh, and I'm going to talk through my challenges and some of the wins and some of the things I did early on to get past that one, two, three, you know, $5 million mark. So guys, the, one, of the, one of the first principles or the first principle of execution is the distance from the decision maker to the executor is, is going to make a massive difference in uh, speed. Okay. So if you are the person who's executing, if you are the person who gets to make the decision on what to execute and the decision on the goals and the decision on what words to write in that ad, 
you're going to be able to execute very, very quickly. The thing that might hold you back in, in that if you are the sole executor is bandwidth, right? So at a certain point, you're able to execute very, very quickly because there's a very, very short distance from executor to decision maker, oftentimes the same person. But then as you start to grow and as there's more things to execute, execution goes to a, you know, starts to slow down. And that usually happens around the $300,000 mark, okay? You're going to execute the crap out of things. You're going to move fast. You're going to be able to get to the $100,000 mark. And then you'll start to go over hundred grand. And then usually where I see execution slow that first time is around 300000 That's because you've got too many things on your lap that you can't do them all now. And so now you're starting five projects and you have five unfinished projects. And then you have, you, rather than finishing one project and getting it done and having it get impact, you've got three, four, five, half done. You're trying to balance things, trying to, trying to juggle things. And you start to find your first person to outsource some things to. You're not, you're not having success with them. You're not delegating correctly. They're not picking it up. They weren't the right person because you didn't have a good process to hire well. And execution slows to a halt sometimes, okay? So the way to get through that first execution slowdown around the $300,000 mark is you've got to get really good at hiring people to outsource to. Not, maybe not your first employee. Maybe it is. You know, if, if it is, it's, it's probably an executive assistant. That was my first employee. That's always the first employee I'd suggest. We had Tom Ferry on our Carrot Summit this last spring. I asked him, Tom, you know, what for, for different size of real estate agent business, what would you suggest their team makeup be? And he always said executive assistant is your first hire, which I 100% agree. And so with that, guys, get that executive assistant in, even if it's five hours a week, you know, a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad who was a professional, now they want to get back in the workforce, but they're not ready to go full-time, you know, find that person through your local network, through, through Craigslist, through Facebook, whatever it is, and interview at least five people before you make that decision so you can really compare them. That person should be a very, very high follow-through. Okay, that person should be a person who gets stuff done. They love checklists. They love just executing and finishing things. They should not be a high quick start person on the Colby test, K-O-L-B-E. It's a personality test that tests the way people work. They should not be a high quick start. Okay, they should be a higher follow through. And so what I want you guys to do there is the way that you increase execution and speed and velocity there is now you broaden your bandwidth to be able to execute those things. So you're going to start to document processes. You're going to start to have a, a cadence of communication with that executive assistant or that VA, and you're going to have them report back to you every day. Here's what I did uh, yesterday. Here's what I'm going to do today. Here's the here's the questions or challenges that I have uh, that I need help with. Have them email that to you or Slack that to you every single day. And then that's going to help you get the velocity. If you don't have that daily cadence with the person who you're delegating to, then oftentimes things slow down again because they get stuck. They, they get stuck in questions. They're not sure what to do next. Or um, they go through and execute an entire thing. And then you look at it and go, oh my gosh, that isn't what I was hoping to do. And that's because you didn't coach them, guide them, and give them the right resources in that respect if their core values match. Okay. So you get that, you get that happen. Guys, velocity is going to pick back up. Okay. Now velocity is going to be cranking as you need it. You continue creating processes and then you delegate that process to the right next person. So by the time you hit a million in revenue, you're probably going to have, you know, two, three, four, maybe five employees. If you're a real estate agent or investor uh, to get velocity, you find the things that are creating money. What, what things create revenue and, and make sure that those things don't slow down. So if you need a transaction coordinator as a real estate investor or agent, uh, then get a transaction coordinator. So you're not stuck doing transaction coordination when you should be out there creating revenue, creating new business. Okay. So never let the revenue engine slow down. 
because you're taking your your focus somewhere else. And that's going to help you get velocity. So always look at that next right thing, okay? How do I keep the revenue engine cranking while I am also going over here and fixing this next right, right next part of the business? And like I said, once a million hits, what what the, the best next way to really start to speed up execution is you're now going to be the bottleneck around strategy. Okay, you're really now going to be the bottleneck around like the the scaling of marketing and sales. And so you either need to, if you're an amazing marketer, you need to be the marketer, and then you need to hire out all the transactional type of things to get velocity going. Or if you're not an amazing marketer, this is when you need to hire one. You need to hire an amazing marketer at that you know half a million, maybe a million mark, whatever it is. And that marketer, if you're a million or above, they should be full-time in-house, not an agency. Now, you can hire agencies. You can hire agencies, but you need that marketing expertise in-house on your team, uh, whether it's you, your business partner, or an employee, uh, but get that person in-house. That's going to help you get velocity going on the money-making activities, okay? And I'm not going to really dive into the higher levels of it up above, but at, at 3 million, 10 million, every single one of those steps is another thing that you need to do to get velocity cranking. I'm going to run through a few more principles, okay? So the shortest distance between the decision maker and the executor, the faster velocity you're going to get, okay? One learning lesson I had in that just recently is we have our authority leader program, uh, which is our program for mid-tier to higher level clients who want a more um, handheld approach with their account. You You have a dedicated account rep. You have a monthly call with that account rep. We help you do your plan every quarter, help you have accountability on the monthly basis. We do some of the work for you on your blogs and your location pages. We write those for you every quarter. Uh, We coach you, we guide you, and other things like that. We don't do your SEO for you, but we guide you exactly what you need to do and diagnose those items. And so what was happening was we were having some quality issues and um, really diving into that right now to really build that for its next uh, level. If you're interested in the authority leader, at least learning about it, I just go to our, our website, hit up the live chat and say, hey, I'm very interested in checking out this authority leader program. Um, or you can go to carrot.com forward slash plans. I believe there's a link on there somewhere to set up a call with the salesperson if you just want to learn about it. But it's around a thousand bucks a month and uh, it includes a lot. Uh, we remove Powered by Carrot from the body of your site if that's something that's valuable to you and a whole bunch of other things. So anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is uh, we inadvertently created too many levels between myself, who's the product um, decision maker on that right now and the people executing the team. So there's me, there's my director, there's the team lead under the director. And then they chose to take that team lead and have that team lead manage this new team that was running authority leader. Now, if you count that, there's me who's the ultimate decision maker on the product right now, then I'm going to hand it off to them for full execution on del- in delivery. And then there's a director, that's two. There's a team lead, that's three. And then the people actually doing the work, that's four. And there's even another person in there that's kind of helping to manage projects. You could look at that as five from the people that are on the ground doing the work. No wonder it wasn't working in hindsight, right? No wonder it wasn't getting the velocity and and deliverability that we were hoping because there's five levels of confusion for people to go through, guys. So we all make these mistakes. The key is that you recognize the mistakes and you go to fix them. And so that right there, what we did this week is I talked to my director and we decided we've got to remove one of those layers. I want I want everybody on the authority leader program reporting directly to the director and then uh, the director reporting to me. So now there's only three levels. Uh, there's me, the director, and, and the authority leader team rather than the five. So we cut two layers out and we're going to start to be able to make decisions faster and execute quicker. So think about that. Anything that's slowing down your business, ask the question, is it close enough to the decision maker or for this period of time, do I need to... 
Do I need to get it closer to, to, to myself, to yourself in, while you're building that program up so it can get velocity? Then once the program's built and you have a really good process, a really good playbook, and you've trained the team, then you can add that layer of management in there and hold that manager accountable if you want to. You don't have to. Okay. So another thing, guys, that, that crushes velocity is extending timelines too far. Okay. I was on a call with our leaders last week. And it was a very, very simple task that one of our our leaders needed some help from across the company. And it was going to help their team in that moment. Like literally, it was going to help their team that week to be able to answer client questions better. Now, the the other leader on the call who had the answer, uh, it just needed to be documented. It needed to be put into a process so it could be properly shared with the rest of the team. But he was overcomplicating it. And so we asked, "Hey, hey, XYZ leader, uh, when are you able to get this documented so we can get it trained off over to this team over here? And they said, well, da, 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 I've got this going on, I've got this going on, probably within a couple of weeks. Now, number one, anytime someone says a couple of weeks, you're probably talking three to four weeks. Anytime someone says sometime next month, you're probably talking two months out. Anytime someone says sometime this quarter, you're probably talking the end of the quarter or the next quarter, okay? If someone says this week sometime, you're probably talking next week sometime. And so uh, one, one lesson I've been learning a lot more recently is we've got to be a lot more specific with our team members on timelines. And I want you guys to practice hacking timelines in half and asking that team member what, what would have to be true in order for this timeline to be met. Okay, so either they're going to have to streamline and prioritize things better because you're prioritizing this for them and you're saying it's important. I'd like you to get it done. So they're going to have to say other things can't be done, which means deprioritizing other things, reprioritizing this, or they're going to have to come up with some ideas to be able to, to shrink the scope of the project. Right. So maybe they were thinking it was this big old, big old thing. Maybe you're going, no, if we just do like this first half of it, that's good enough for now. That'll help us get velocity. So we're not waiting for the whole thing for weeks or months. And so what I asked the leader, I said, I said, Hey, Hey, Mr. Leader, what can we do, get it? What, what can we do to get it done by the end of this week? And that was on, on Monday. Uh, he said a couple weeks out, I said, it's gotta be done this week. Here's why. You, then you cast the vision, you paint the picture for, for what, how it's holding other teams back and other results back. And then I talked to the team. I said, guys, the reason I really pressed on that is because we've got a culture that we have to change. Okay. We've got a culture that we have to change the culture that we've inadvertently created around the company is it's okay to have things take forever. The culture that we've inadvertently created is we have soft commitments. The culture that we've inadvertently created is if you say a couple of weeks, then no one's going to hold you accountable. So it's, it's fine if it takes you a month. I want to, I want to press this guys. I want to press this that when, when you say a timeline, I'm going to probably cut it in half. And I want you to come up with ways you can get it done at a high quality in half the time. And so just get used to that y'all. Cause I'm going to keep coming at you with, with cutting your timelines in half. And so that's another way, guys, another principle to increase velocity is cut your timelines in half. Work with your team. If they say something's going to take three weeks, how can it happen by next week? And give them a specific date. Have them commit to a date. Uh, ask them some questions. What would it take or what would have to be true in order for it to be done by that date at a good quality? And then start to work with them because you're going to teach them how to think differently. You're going to teach them how to scope things down. You're going to teach them how to get velocity. I'd much rather, if there's a project, that someone is going to take a month on and there's four key milestones. And let's say at each one of those key milestones, if, if we were to roll that thing out at each one of those four key milestones, it would be valuable for the team or the customers. Okay. That we don't have to wait for the entire project to be done to get it rolled out to where it's perfect. I would much rather have milestone one rolled out this week, milestone two rolled out next week, milestone three rolled out the week after milestone four rolled out in a month, than waiting an entire month for all the milestones to be rolled out 
because then we roll it out, we lost momentum, and it might not even be the right thing because then we lost the ability now to iterate the product. And now we've got to go back and redo things and all kinds of stuff. Okay, guys, so compress your timelines. That's the second part. Uh, the third and final concept for increasing velocity is a play on what I just talked about before is it's got to be a part of the culture. Um, and like I said, inadvertently in this past two to three years, when we grew a lot, we grew our team from 20-something people to 50-something people. Our revenue grew a lot. Um, our client base grew. When we really look at all the growth that happened, especially the team growth, oh my gosh, like I said, too many layers between decision makers and the people doing the work, not clear enough plans in some areas because we grew so fast and had the wrong people in the wrong spots. Um, you know, wrong expectations on leaders versus executives, myself and others. Uh, and we've learned a lot, but at the end of the day, it's a culture. And if you have a culture for getting things done fast and celebrating those things, like we did in the first five years of the business, you are going to get velocity. If you have a culture for rolling things out quickly, testing, experimenting, throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what happens, you are going to get velocity. If you've got a culture for perfection, if you've got a culture for wait until it's perfect to roll it out, if you've got a culture for uh, timelines and due dates are okay to be soft on, if you've got a culture for um, you know the entire project, this massive project has to be done before we roll it out, if you've got a culture for uh, thinking big and working big, and here's what I mean by that, thinking big and, and working big is thinking big is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of this massive effort that we can do. We're going to revamp this entire thing of the business. We're going to revamp all of our marketing. We're going to revamp the whole team. We're going to revamp this. We're going to revamp our product, whatever it is. It could be a project that could last for three months. A three-month project is almost never going to be successful. Uh, so when you're thinking big and working big is you have this big effort that you want to do. And then next, the working big part is you have it crammed into one big project. And when you have big projects that last more than two to three weeks, you lose velocity, you lose energy, you lose momentum, people lose interest, they get distracted, and that project ends up flopping and failing. Uh, but what we want you to do instead is dream big and work small. Okay, so dream big, work small. So um, yeah, you are going to have a big dream. You're going to have a big strategy that that strategy might be for the year. But then what I want to do is say, okay, how can I work small on this? How can I work in two to three weeks sprints max? Can I break this big dream, this big strategy for the quarter, for the year, up into a bunch of little projects and a bunch of little milestones. And, and I can knock those milestones off in between two to three weeks at a time. I can get velocity. My team feels we're completing things. We're celebrating things. We're knocking things off of the to-do list. We're putting that value to the world. Uh, if it's an internal process, we're getting more internal processes out, building their, their learning faster. Or maybe it's an external thing for, for your customer. Maybe it's marketing programs. You're able to get things working way faster, way quicker, better energy. The culture starts to change of, hey, we do things fast. We get things done. We don't slip on timelines uh, and we don't let, let projects go on and on and on. So we're kind of mid-swing on that culture change. Uh, we're not there yet, but that's, that's the drum that I'm beating. That's the drum that you need to beat when you, you know, build up a bunch of team members and if things start to slow down. If things start to slow down, ask yourself, how long are these projects taking? Compress those timelines. But then number two is a dream big, work small, right? So number three is dream big, work small. So dream big on that thing, but work small. Chop it up into two to three week, week sprints max um, and just stack those projects up. Work on one at a time if you're, if you're able. And then when that one's finished, it's out to the world. It's, it's adding value to your business and your clients. Then roll out the next one. Uh, you can't have a bunch of half done projects on the, on the vine that sit there and dying, that's when your team comes back to you saying, oh my gosh, we're out of bandwidth, we're out of bandwidth, we need more hires, we need more hires, I'm working too much. 
if you're not seeing the result come out the back end of that, it likely means you're either doing the wrong things or, or you guys are doing a bunch of busy work that's not coming to fruition, that's not being finished, the value's not being added to the world, and they feel busy because they're working their butts off trying to get a result. The result isn't happening. Um, you get frustrated, they get frustrated. They're like, we just need more bandwidth. You're like, no, we need the work that we're doing to produce because I can't, I can't hire more people because our margins are low because the work you're doing is not working. And if you've gone through that, nod your head because the solve for that is those three things, guys. I'm going to recite these and we're going to wrap this episode of Trevor Truck Talk up. But the first way to increase velocity is you compress your timelines. Okay. So if someone says three weeks, see how they can get it done in half the time. Uh, Another way to compress your time uh, to increase velocity is you've got to drive cultural change. Uh, the, the dream big, work small, cultural change. You've got to drive that cultural change. Uh, the last part, or it was the first one that I'd mentioned to really, really increase velocity, guys, is you've got to understand what you have to delegate um, at, at, at what time, and you've got to get out of the way. You've got to document, delegate, and really help to follow up with that person well and manage that person well, especially an executive assistant in the early days. Okay, guys, what what that last one was, was reduce the amount of time. I guess there's four, there's four. I'll reduce the amount of time between the decision maker, the amount of people between the decision maker and the people doing the work, okay? So decrease the amount of, of people between the decision maker and the people doing the work, all right? Cultural change of dream big, work small. Uh, think big, work small. Um, and once again, next one was document, delegate at those phases when you need to, especially getting a, uh, an executive assistant or virtual assistant in and compress your timelines. If anyone says two weeks for a project or three weeks for an effort, or I'm, I'll get back to you by the end of next week. Hey, uh, here's the impact of that. Here's where, how, how, here's how it would really impact us if, if this got done sooner. What can we do? Uh, what would have to be true to get that done by the end of this week? All right, guys, follow those four things. You'll be able to pick up velocity. I'm executing the same things here at Carrot. It's kind of difficult. It's, it's tricky. Because cultural change is hard, y'all. Cultural change is hard. And uh, we're having some, some glimmers of, 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 of brilliance in this cultural change effort. We're having some challenges in it. And so if you're coming to the next Carrot Camp, if you're not, go to carrotcamp.com and apply for the next Carrot Camp. Get first on that list. They sell out every single time. But I'm going to be talking about this in detail at the next Carrot Camp, showing you behind the scenes of how to get velocity, of what's working, what's not working, all those types of things. All right, you guys have an amazing, amazing rest of the week. We'll talk soon. Subscribe, like, give me a comment, rating, review. I read every single review, guys, on Apple Podcasts. Give me a rating, review over there. Check out our YouTube channel, too. We have lots of amazing content uh, coming out on YouTube. And if there's anybody that is a client of yours or a friend of yours and they're in real estate and you're like, man, I wonder if this would be valuable for, for them, too. Share the Carrot Cast with them. Share Carrot with them. Tell them about Carrot. We'd love to be able to serve them the way that we're serving you. Guys, keep listening. Love y'all. Have an amazing rest of the week.